So did you uh did you get a chance to check out any of my previous episodes? Yes. Yes I did. And I was like, okay, dude's got a nice, you know what I mean, cool personality, he mellow, he chill, you know what I mean, he just grooving with the conversation. I said, Okay, cool. Yeah, I try to uh I try to make things as organic as possible um with my show because yeah. A collection of stories. Landover Legend Studios presents. You can't get that everywhere, you know, and the people I talk to every day, I'm learning from every single day, you know, because that's the type of people I want to be around. I don't want to be around people who still talking about the same thing you were talking about 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm not, we're not getting anywhere, you know, who cares? Okay, cool. All right, cool. Kanye got on boots. Great. Who cares? <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? I, I'd rather understand Kanye's mindset, his frame of mind. How did you go from this guy to recording um, your first record, your first hit record, I can't think of the name of it, first hit record, to being this guy today? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would rather know because that's the guy who became a billionaire. You're talking about Through the Wire? Through the Wire. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's more important. The mentality of the mind is more important than you wearing the same boots for a week. I don't care. <laughs> you know, but some people are infatuated with that stuff, man. Some people need that to get through their day. And we've lived in a society today where a lot of things are dumbed down. Uh, people want everything quick like coffee. They want everything instant like coffee. And that's what's happening to you know, to society as a whole, especially the youth. So now we're trying to bring up this next generation who's growing up on likes and views. That is, that determines the self-esteem more than your mom and your dad saying you're beautiful. I love you. You're a king, you're a queen, you're smart. Yeah, thanks mom, thanks dad, but I need them 200 likes. That's going to tell me who I am. You know, so I think society as a whole is struggling with that, with an identity. I think um, all over the world, you, you see some people have an identity crisis with themselves and as country as, an, as, an, as a whole. So um, until people get back to reality, not a fantasy land, <laughs> I think we're going to still be struggling. Uh, with trying to get back to where we used to be. Mm, that's a shame, but, you know, I think that's, uh, I think that's, you know, something we're going to have to get comfortable with. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover legend, AKA Big T. And thank you for joining me on another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Uh, you have been listening to the uh, stylings of my next guest, um, a very wise, conscious brother um, who has uh, more than just a head on his shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody 
pays attention to everything that's going on around us and can recognize. So, you know, they say real recognize real. And uh, I, I recognize this brother uh, through all of his, uh, his pointed views when it comes to the world that we live in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go ahead and uh, let my next guest introduce himself. Uh, won't you let the, uh, let the people know who you are? Well, I'm the voice behind Wake Up, God damn it. And uh, <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity to speak, to be heard, um, to be on the other side of the microphone for a change. You know what I mean? I'm usually the one doing the interviewing. So um, to have an opportunity to speak is great. And I appreciate um, appreciate the time. My name is Taj Longino. I'm just a little big head kid born out of Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> A little big head kid, man, that just came um that that um born in born in Atlanta, Georgia, college part GA. And um I just as a kid, man, I've always loved entertainment and sports. And I knew sometime somewhere in my life I was going to have a career in that field somewhere. And um started out, of course, as I as most of us you know in, in, in playing ball. That didn't happen. I didn't grow up to be six six, you know what I mean. <laughs> so hey, we <laughs> that 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 didn't work. But um, then you know it was the music. I started out uh, rapping. I came into you know from eighties baby, you know. So okay. that was right around the time when hip hop was you know was getting ready to take over the world. And so I got hooked, and I wanted and I wanted in. So my first album under the name T-Bird. Um, it's a player's world because Too Short was my favorite, still is my favorite rapper today. Okay. So, um... Not everybody I, know about Freaky Tales. Yeah, so I had to... <laughs> I, I kind of, you know, you know, uh, mimic, you know, you know, try to, uh... I want to... You know, I want to be short. You know? Um, then we switched it up, but I had to, you know, because of, um, life and family, um, things weren't moving the way I wanted to. So I had to adjust. I had to go back. I had to put things to the side and I had to put my dreams to the side and, um, I had to go, you know, handle business priorities. So, um, like I said, in the beginning, I'm just a little big kid from Atlanta GA trying to make something happen in this entertainment field and, um, you know, be a blessing, not a burden. And when I speak, I want to give people something they can take with them, you know what I mean? And and think about it and and wake up the next day like, dang, you know, that brother, he said something, he stick stuck. You know what I mean? When you speak, you want your words to stick and you want to give people something of value. And that's just what I plan to do through this microphone. Hey, man, you know, uh, that's the beautiful thing about today, you know, uh, Back in the the nineties, uh, you know, it was rare to catch something. Uh, I don't want to say eye catching, but something traumatic as Rodney King being beat down on camera. You know what I'm saying? It was the right place at the right time. So now we're in a situation to where, you know, eighty percent of the world can possibly be there to catch, you know, one of those moments. It's unfortunate that those things are happening more and more. And now that we, you know what I'm saying, we're in a position to where we can capture it and share it almost instantaneously, 
you know what I'm saying? It gets flooded, you know what I'm saying? Like real pointed, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, real things of substance get flooded out by, you know, Meg the Stallion's latest video. No, nothing against <laughs> Meg, you know what I'm saying? But nine times out of 10, they're going to push her sexuality over her brains. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, most definitely. Here, here's the thing <clears throat> with that. Um, the worst, I think, the the gift and the curse, the blessing and the burden was the fact that the the camera phone was invented. Okay. Tell you why. Before that camera phone, you wouldn't you wouldn't sit here doing this all day. You know, you was you know, you was outside, you was engaging, you was playing. You had other things to keep your keep your, you know, keep your attention. You had other things that, um, you know, keep you from being bored, sit around. You, we had things to do. You know, the first thing you wanted to do when you got home was get outside. So what'd you do? You got that homework done. You called mama if mama was at work. <laughs> you know, you got that kid. Whatever your your chores was, you did what you had to do because outside was more important. To being cooped up in the house and just being stuck on the phone. The phone has become one of the worst things that ever happened to us. That camera phone. Because I've watched countless videos where somebody actually could have helped. But because they got to get the footage. They got to get the footage. They got to be the social media, what I call social media reporter. Or the YouTube investigator. <laughs> because you got to be the first one to post it. You don't want to be the, the second. You want to be the first one to do it with the right hashtag on it. With the right clickbait. People have now worried more about that than they actually have helping and assisting. You know, what happened to George Floyd never should have happened. Too many people are standing around watching, holding the phone. Don't want to lose a second of this content. Yes, we need it for evidence, but you it didn't take you nine minutes to get the evidence. You could have got that evidence. And then, I hate to say this, but this is just, the, you go back in the days when the Black Panthers was out there, somebody got to take one for the team. That cop should have been removed off of him. We, hey, go to jail. We fight it in the morning, you know, but the whole point is we got to put the camera down and we got to get back to helping and saving lives in crucial times. Because if we don't, it's not going to stop. These cops don't even care you recording anymore. They used to, they used to actually be afraid of the camera when it came out. When they saw you point that camera, like they you, they don't even care no more. They want you to record. I've seen too many videos like that where the cop was like, "I don't give a, I don't care if you record, record me. I'm still snatching you out this car. Put the phone down. It's okay. You may not be the one who posted, but at least if you want to do something, be there when the news station show up." And tell your story. But stop watching people die in front of you. 
or being nearly killed in front of you all for the sake of you posting the content first just so people can go to your page and run your views up and you go viral. The attention, that's the number one drug today. I I agree with that, but I don't think it's I don't think it's the phone's fault. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't blame the- I don't blame Smith and Weston for somebody getting shot by one of their guns. Facts. I blame I blame the people um that's using it incorrectly because weapons are originally used for protection. You know what I'm saying? You had, you know, pillagers or whatever back in the day that was, you know what I'm saying, came with weapons that that was, you know, bigger than what you had compared to like farming tools or whatever. They needed something stronger. You know what I'm saying? Now, cell phones these days are are now considered business assets. You know what I'm saying? But uh, their original purpose, just like the computer or whatever, is a tool. But now people are turning it into, you know what I'm saying, monetary devices. And that's and that's what it is. So, and weapons. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that it, it, it can't it can't also be used to, you know, what I'm saying villainize somebody or incriminate somebody or do harm to someone's life or whatever. Yeah. So it's the person that's using it, not the tool itself. Yeah. Of course, everyone has access to a cell phone these days. But mm-hmm. if they were shown, you know what I'm saying, etiquette or just common decency, then, of course, something like uh, what happened to George Floyd wouldn't have happened. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, we've seen a lot worse, if not as as bad. You know what I'm saying? If not in person or you heard about it second, you know what I'm saying, secondhand or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's the way that we are raising the people that's controlling these devices that needs to change. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, we need more leaders and less people following, you know what I'm saying, what they see on a on a device or on their social media or whatever. I agree with you. I agree with you on a, a thousand percent. It's the people holding the gun. It's not the gun. It's the people behind the wheel of the car. It's not the car. It's the people that's uh, operating the cell phone. It's not the phone. But what I was, what I just meant by what I said was, just look at how okay put it like this um i just saw recently in the news that the apple air tag right uh-huh. i don't know if you if you heard about this but the apple air tag people are using those small little bitty thing, devices to track people and they're doing it it's really they're doing it, they're, they're uh, going after women they're attacking women and they can hide this thing is so small they can hide it anywhere, and you wouldn't even be able to tell where it's at. So they took the car. Uh, they give an example. They hit one in the lady's car. They took the car to the to the shop. They stripped that car clean, and they still couldn't find it. But what it does, it does give you, uh, Apple does send you like an alert. Hey, somebody's trying to track you. But just look at the devices that people are using, and they and, and people are figuring out how to use them, and they're not using them in the right way. When you do something and you don't use it for its purpose, bad things happen. You know what I mean? And so the Apple AirTag is just another example of what people are using these devices for. 
you know, and when you are sitting, if, if there's no way me and you go out, fam, <laughs> we meet up, we, we meet up at a media event. Okay. And, and we just chilling, having a good old, you know, we just having a good old time. And um, let's say white man walks up to you. And for whatever reason, a, a situation uh, is, is, is brewing. Mm-hmm. For one thing, I'm not going to stand there and want you potentially get into a situation that could take your freedom, take your life, take his life, what have you, what, however it, it could play out. I'm not going to sit there and grab my first thing I'm going to do is grab my phone and start recording. I'm going to jump up and try to defuse the situation. That's my problem with how people are treating this device. People want to be Barbara Walters before they want to be a a good Samaritan and stop the situation from happening. I'm not going to say, hey, man, hit him in his mouth, bro. We ain't going for that. No, hey, bro, this is not that. Mm -mm, No, we're not doing that. That's what I'm meaning by what I'm saying as far as how people are utilizing and the mindset behind it. It ain't the time to watch Big T go on on there and and, and, and act a fool and, and hurt his reputation and his brand. Somebody got to have the intelligence. Somebody got to be the, the, the smart one in the crew. And so when, when I'm talking about the device, I'm just saying people, it, it, I'm just looking at the mindset. How many situations have you seen yourself that could have went another way had people just put the phone down and helped? In my personal experience, as an adult, I haven't seen many situations like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, like Facebook or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Some Mm -hmm. form of social media. I've witnessed other people, you know what I'm saying, share a video like that. Me personally, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let no teens scrap in front of me, especially if it, it looked like it started over something petty. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's like some youngest from around my way, which y'all fighting for. Okay, I understand that. All these people don't need to be involved in y'all situation. Y'all two need to go over the field, handle y'all business like like young men, and you don't need no witnesses for that. You know what I'm saying? You might need somebody to, you know what I'm saying, uh, stop it if things get out of hand because you don't want nobody going to the hospital. But, you know what I'm saying, I, I come from a different generation where we can do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or better yet, let's put the gloves on so, you know what I'm saying, y'all can go to school tomorrow without busted lips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So, I'm, I, I told myself years ago, and, like, my clicker, uh, my clicker good people know if we ever in a situation where, you know, we got to, you know what I'm saying, put hands on somebody, uh, the first person I see with a phone is getting hit. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not about to go viral off me, you know what I'm saying, or, or my folks defending themselves or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's and just not stupid. You, and not to cut you off, because here it is. The person with the phone is the person who sets the narrative. They may not, the clip they may post may not even be the post that shows that you was in the right. It may not be the one to exonerate you. They may show the picture where you just going crazy. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? And it makes it look like you were just a, the attacker, the aggressor. You see what I'm saying? So the person with the phone is the one who sets the narrative. That's how it ends up on Shade Room. That's how it ends up on the you know Jasmine brand. That's how stuff gets world star because the person who posted it put their own spin on it, and they they didn't post the whole video. That just happened to Big Daddy Kane, and he had to come behind there and make a video saying, "Hey, they didn't show the whole thing." Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, that's the other issue. The person who's recording it. You ain't gonna re- you're not gonna post the right clip. You're gonna post the one that makes y'all look good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to spend too much, I didn't I didn't mean to spend so much time on that. I was just saying that the, the phone thing really is a problem. The mindset of the person with the phone, it really is a problem. You I guarantee you go on your show, right? You ask, you ask all your people, all your listeners, your viewers. Your fans, can you go 24 hours without this? Not a text, email, phone call, nothing. Not a TikTok video, nothing. Turn it off, put it away. Can you go 24 hours without it? Does it really run your life or are you running it? Is it running you or are you running it? Yeah. I guess depending on really <laughs> the age of the person can really dictate, you know, you knowing what that answer is going to be. Like yeah. me, me personally, I can, but I know it'll, it'll hinder other people in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, you know, that's part of my actual, you know what I'm saying? Nine to five job. Like, I need that as as communication device. You know what I mean? Okay, that's, that's aside from your job, right? Let's yeah. say it's not part of your income and what you do to to serve the community. If it's not a part of that, I'm just saying, in general, right? You know, if it's if it does not affect your job, if it does not, can you go without it? Yeah. Can you find another way to utilize 24 hours of your day without the cell phone? I think I think a lot of people you, uh, they they're using that as really more like a, a a crutch than anything. You know what I'm saying? To that's why you see people put like all their business out on Facebook or whatever or Twitter or whatever because they don't want to deal with their life in reality. So they look for sympathy or they they put something out there just to get some attention because of their own relationships with the people they may be living with or how they deal with stress from their job or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The, the life that they're living behind on that screen is better than, you know what I'm saying? What they, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What they deal with once that screen is off, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's crazy. You brought that up because me and my son was, uh, we was out to eat one night. And and I was getting on him about something that he posted on his Instagram. And I said, why would you do that? And he really couldn't give me an answer. I said, let me ask you something, son. Turn around and look at all these people in here. Would you just get up and yell all your personal business to all these people in here, to everybody in this restaurant? He said, no, of course not. I said, why wouldn't you? Exactly. You don't know them. <laughs> you don't know the people online either with the exception of the ones you know personally, 
you don't know them. They're strangers to you as well. So why did you feel comfortable doing that if you wouldn't do it in here? And he looked at me like, wow, that does make sense. Yeah. Y'all not, people got to understand that internet outside the people that you know personally. Them all strangers to you. You got to be careful about the information you put out there. Because if you wouldn't do it in the restaurant, just step up on the table and scream all your personal <laughs> business <laughs> to all these people in this restaurant. Excuse me. You, you Why would you do it online? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I don't think people just, you know, I think about the consequences of stuff they be doing when it comes to that. Okay. So you uh you in Atlanta current currently right now? No, no, I'm in uh Indy, Naptown, Indianapolis. Oh wow. What what uh what 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 uh <laughs> inspired the move from the south? Well no inspiration, it was called parents. <laughs> 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 my uh my mom is originally from here. Uh-huh. Uh my dad uh, I always made a promise to my mother because he's from Georgia. Anytime you're ready to go back, we go. You just let me know. There's any time you feel like you homesick and you want to go back, we out. And that day came. I was 10 years old. And next thing I know, we was moving to Indianapolis. That's what inspired the move. <laughs> okay. So that means, uh, I mean, you've been there ever since, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay, so I know that was that was different. You know, you uh, I'm assuming it, it was the '90s by the time you left uh, Georgia, right? Correct. Okay, so yeah. at that time, you're talking about uh, possibly East Coast West Coast beef. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Outcast and then let the source awards know. You know what I'm saying to put some respect on it on the South's name. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then you moved to uh, you know. Uh, you know, that town and you just like, wow, mm-hmm. totally different. Like how, totally. how, 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 I want to say, I don't want to say how difficult, but you know what I'm saying? How much of a difference was it was once you went from there to there to like, to where you at now? Big difference. Big, big, big difference. When, um, when I was living in Atlanta, right. Anybody knows anything about Atlanta, especially back in that time where it really still today. Um, a lot of, uh, Atlanta is is black, mm-hmm. so I was in, you know, middle class black American in in uh, in, in Georgia, and um, two parent home, and most of the people that lived in my neighborhood, mother and father. Mm-hmm. When I moved up here, it was different. You know, what I mean, I met more people that were in single family homes. Than I did people that were in two parent homes, so that was an adjustment because I was used to going anywhere in my neighborhood and there's mom, dad in there. You know what I mean? So that was a difference right there, and just the way people talk, dressed, you know, the whole thing. You know, difference in how we, you know, in my neighborhood in Atlanta, we was able to ride go karts. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister both had a go kart. We flying up and down the, through the neighborhood and streets and. You know, in in when I moved up here, you you couldn't do that, so we had to sell those before we moved. You know what I mean? So it was just a little different than how you know um, that was a difference. And when I went to school, it was just different, man. I just felt like an outcast. You know what I mean? I, I didn't I didn't feel like I fit. 
I didn't feel wanted. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you got to think about, ten, you know, I'm 10 years old and I got to go fit in this whole new environment that, you know, so it was, it was a challenge. I had to, had to learn how to adapt, you know, it'll teach you how to, when you're a kid and you got to move to a different city and state or a different country, it'll definitely teach you how to adapt. Yeah, it's like even uh, musically. You know, if you was an army brat, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes they they move every four to five years. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So imagine that. You know, what I'm saying having to go, like you, like I hear stories about that. Like you know, especially uh, you know back in the time that we came up. You know, there was no social media, and you know what I'm saying there was no cell phone. So. If you got cool with somebody for three, four years, this your best friend, and then you move to the other side of the country, you you probably never gonna see that person again unless y'all, you know, stay in contact via phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know what's crazy? My nephews, my sister, they, you know, her husband, um, he was in the military, and I believe twenty years. And um they moved around a lot. So yeah, I do have you know they went through that so yeah definitely understand that too as well but one day they actually got to um they got to i think it was savannah and that's where they stayed the longest but yeah okay. yeah the moving around is, is real bro and it's, and it's 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 a that's a whole nother adjustment yeah i uh i mean i've been in the dmv area all my life and I've been lucky enough to at least stretch stretch my feet across this country. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've I've been to Cali, I've been to Vegas, um, been to Arkansas, been to Ohio. Actually, uh, I just uh, back in December, I was in Indianapolis for uh, you know company Christmas party, but okay. I was only there for the night. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> You know, I had some fun, got drunk, passed out, and was on the plane the next day to, you know, come back <laughs> home. So it was a lot of hustle and bustle for that that eight-hour period of, you know, saying fun or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody understands that. And I think, you know, that's that's really that's really bad for the youth. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's see, the, the past two years, being stuck in the house, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, now don't get me wrong. It's it's a catch twenty two to the situation, and you know when I started my show, which actually was in the middle, or yeah, I guess you could say the middle of the quarantine. I considered that the best worst thing to happen because it gave me an opportunity to finally you know get off my butt and stop talking about my show and actually put it together. But you know, I had lost the relationship. Uh, I lost money due to, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, job cutting back hours and stuff like that. I had some good friends pass away, you know what I'm saying, due to COVID and stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, and then I also met some good people, you know what I'm saying? I made a lot of good connections. I quit smoking, you know what I'm saying? Like, Congratulations. I, you know, I appreciate it. And you got to take it for what it is. So you can't change the past, but if you ain't learning from your mistakes, how are you going to better the future? And that's what I don't think that a lot of people understand that concept. Like they hear it, but a lot of people listen to response. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't, they're not really paying attention, you know? So that's what we need to get. That's what we need to train the, the next generation up to do. 
You know what I'm saying? Like really pay attention to stuff, you know, and instead of just watching, like you said, you you see something happening and you watch, but you're not doing nothing about it. You know, exactly. you know, COVID, <clears throat> like you said, was the best and worst thing to happen. OK, so from my experience, uh, I was blessed enough not to lose anybody close. But I did know some people that passed, but they were not like, you know, they didn't want no day ones and some immediate family members. Uh, so blessed for that. Um, two, I made more money during that time period than I did before or after. <laughs> I called it COVID hustling. You know, what I mean, we was, you know, selling merch. Um, because what happened, and I think I said this on another interview. What happened was the celebrity was at home. So guess what they did? They turned on the microphone. They turned on the camera. And so now, why do I need to go talk with Taj? I can go talk to my homie, my colleague. I know him. We both in the industry. So when the celebrities turned into talk show hosts or, you know what I mean, media personalities, I'm like, okay, this could be a problem. You know what I mean? You can really put us out of business, mm-hmm. you know, because you can pick up a phone in, in the instant and call 50. You can call Jay. You, can, you know what <laughs> I mean? We got to go through this person, this person, that person. We got to hope they, you know, it's a lot that goes, you know, goes into it. So when I looked at that, I was at a crossroads with, with the show because we didn't know how long COVID was going to last. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last. And so now we're like, okay, what do we do? So for me, I started worrying less about the show in a sense. And I started, kept, I went, I got my mind focused on the money because, okay, COVID, people ain't moving around. We're not going to be doing red carpets. We're not going to be these media events. People are not going to be doing this. Is going. This is the. We got to get adjusted to the new way of life. So how are how are we going to make money? How's this money getting ready to move, and stay healthy in the process of doing it? You see what I'm saying? So I got I got cold. I end up. I don't have it now. I caught COVID at one point. I think everybody has. If you out here. As soon as you walk out that door, mm-hmm. you you and you in a high risk of, of, of catching it. You know what I mean? So I ended up catching it. I didn't get a, I didn't catch a severe case of it. Made it through that. Did what I had to do. Drunk my teas and all that. But my whole thing is, everything is moving different now. So for everybody listening, what did you learn and take away from the time period that you spent in the house during the pandemic? What new skill did you learn? Did you up your vocabulary? Did you find a new hustle? Did you figure out how to make money while sitting at home? You know what I mean? Did you spend more time with your family? Did you spend more time with your spouse or your your significant other? What did you do that when you came out of this pandemic, you were a better version of you before the pandemic? And what are you going to do moving forward? Because it's not going anywhere. 
Now we got the Delta. We got the Flurona. We got the, the variant. <laughs> we got, they're coming up with something every week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're coming up with something every week. So what are you going to do? People have resulted to robbing, stealing, just taking. You take it from people that go out here and hustle and been working hard every day. Get out here and do something for yourself. Because just like you just said to me, your hours were reduced, correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. You was losing money. There was somebody out there making a million in the same season. You know what I mean? So I look at, you, you got to look at like somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. But when you are going through it, when we, this, this never happened before. So even if you did lose, there's still a positive that you can take from it. What did you learn? You know what I mean? So you can still move forward and still make something out of it. But what you can't do, excuse me, is sit on your couch, praying, thinking God is going to drop something through the ceiling. Because if you don't get up and work and go, if you don't get up and if you, let's say let's let let's let's say for instance, money ain't the issue, uh, family ain't the issue, but your health is. This was the time period that you could finally COVID. What COVID did was sit people down and made them face their problems. So if health was your issue, now this is the time. You ain't got nothing else to do. You ain't going to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So take take this time to figure out how you're going to get better because COVID ain't nothing but an attack on the health. And most of us have been unhealthy our whole life, eating Popeye's chicken. We eat McDonald's every day. I'm telling you, I did it. White Castles all day long. Now you have to you have to pay attention to it because this is an attack on health. So if a person didn't get nothing out of the pandemic, it's going to be hard for them to get a lesson or anything out of any other time period in life because that was the moment God said, everybody down said, look, now I got your attention. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. You know what I'm saying? So, common sense ain't common, you know. Thanks. So, oh, and I got, I'm gonna add one to that. Hold, hold it up. I add one to that. Ignorance is the new intelligence. Sad but true. <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially, um, you know, when the quarantine happened and you know, uh, music entertainers and celebrities started, uh, you know, creating their own platforms and taking away from you. You kind of felt like you kind of felt like a, a like a porn star when OnlyFans took off. You know, <laughs> yeah. you you was like, man, what the fuck? I've been I've been scraping by. And you just yeah. come through and, 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 and you know, what I'm saying karate kicked the legs from underneath me. You know what I'm saying? So. Hey. I, I I have no problem with girls taking the naked hustle route or doing what you got to do 
to survive. You know what I'm saying? Because like like what what was the uh what did Diamond say on Players Club? You gotta use what you got to get what you want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's fine, right? But I... <laughs> go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. I don't wanna cut you. I don't wanna cut you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just okay, go ahead. <laughs> because I can't I can't tell somebody how to feed their family. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I think that someone's content no matter what it is, if I think someone's content is bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. But it's helping them get their their folks and their loved ones out of a bad situation, get your money. Just realize that not everybody's going to be humble enough or patient enough or decent enough to, you know what I'm saying, be impartial or keep they keep their opinions to themselves. You know what I'm saying? So that's the scrutiny that we deal with on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? As people. Okay. So I have a daughter. Okay. And, you know, Chris Rock said it best in his stand up, uh, never scared. Mm-hmm. My job, my only job <laughs> mm-hmm. is to keep her off the pole. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I cannot live knowing that my daughter had to result to taking her clothes off of strangers to earn a living. Where did I go wrong? Where did my teaching go wrong? Where did my direction and my leadership go wrong? If my daughter has to result to that. So, yes, women are grown. They're entitled to do what they want to do. And I ain't going to lie. I know I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, but some of them look good. You know what I mean? We, we understand <laughs> that, right? Yeah. We can't deny that. TikTok got a whole site full of them. But what I'm saying is that can't be the go-to career move. If that's going to be, remember when we was growing up, it was looked down upon if you was, you know what I mean? If you had a kid out of, at an early age or you was out there sleeping with the whole neighborhood and certain things were looked down upon. Now it's celebrated. So, you know, again, get do it, you know, if you got, you know, do you, you're grown. You got to live with it. But when you look back 20 years, how are you going to look at, how how are you going to view that? See, when you're young, you don't want to listen to nobody. You think you got the answers and you're going to go out here and yeah, I don't care. It's like, okay, cool. But now we got the internet. Now we got archives. <laughs> you know, we can go Somebody can go back and pull all that up and use that against you. What are 20 years from now you working for the government? They don't know nothing about you as stripper Tina, Tina back in the day. Mm-hmm. And somebody wanted to harm you and pulled all that all, all them files up. Anything, man, you just got to be careful. What, you, what you've done can come back to haunt you. So don't let being a killer, a D-boy, a stripper, a porn star. Don't let that be the first thing you run to if you have to go that route. Make sure you've been tried everything before you go that way. Because I'm pretty sure somewhere in your life, you're going to feel regret for doing it. Yeah, I think that 
you know, in the generation that I came up with, you know, stuff like that happened in gentlemen's clubs. You know right. what I'm saying? Before the Generation X really started taking off. You know what I'm saying? That's when you had people like Ludacris. You had people like UGK. You had people like Jeezy, T.I., 2 Chains, celebrating the dancers. And they doing that for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Not only to promote their music, but to also help those girls who's in there really working for their money. You know what I'm saying? Not all of them are respectful. Some of them go in the bathroom and make that that $40 bunny. You know what I'm saying? To each his own. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 I can't even say it's a catch twenty two. Like certain things don't supposed to be on social media. You know what I'm saying? And everyone wants to share everything, like you said earlier. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's for views or whatever, but not everything's supposed to it's be. It's all inclusive. for the views, fam. It's all for the views. Check this out. When Instagram told everybody they were getting rid of the view count. Mm-hmm. Only the person that could see the view count was the creator. The people going up and down the feeds would not see your view count. People went crazy because that's their validation. That's how a lot of them was making their money being, um, you know, working for Fashion Nova and, you know, me being um, uh, brand ambassadors or, mm-hmm. you know, brand sponsors, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, you know, uh, marketing people's brands is because they can show you. Well, I get fifty thousand likes every time I post something. Well, what happens when they take the likes away? You ain't no different from me, baby. <laughs> you know, we all one now. Oh, we all one now. Let the content speak. See what's been happening is the numbers have been speaking, but when the numbers are removed and all we got is the content to compare. Oh, that's a different story. Now we're talking about a different conversation. It's all about the views. It's all the views. You know, and I can tell you from experience, going to these media events, going to these uh going to these red carpets and seeing your favorite celebrities in person. Wow. Sometimes I was like, wow, okay, they was actually cool. And sometimes I was like, Oh, boy, the world only knew, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's people just gotta be, you know, just like, like my, one of my big homies tells me every day, it's all entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's all entertainment, man. When people get caught up in the headlines and all that, it's all entertainment until it's something, until it gets real. But it's all entertainment, man, because it's all for the views. The views bring the money. And, I mean, that's just what it is. I used to uh I used to tell people all the time, like, remember uh I I, I wanna say it was like maybe eighteen years ago, but I think it was shorter than that. Remember when um Lil Wayne came out and they was 
wearing the extra skinny jeans. Like he was wearing <laughs> like the leprechaun shirt. Yeah. And you started seeing youngins rocking and shit. Like you do know he's doing that to perform and promote it because he got paid to do it, right? Like when he when he gets off stage, he, he puts on regular clothes like everybody yeah. else. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's I don't want to say it's brainwashing, but it's like you don't you can't think for yourself. Like you can't put two and two together. Like watch watch his hood to hood DVDs. Like watch them. Ooh, when, what when you they, know about that? What you know about the hood to hood DVD? Come you on, f- man! <laughs> come on, man! I, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. You know what I'm talking about? You the okay? You all right? All right. So I, thought I was know, the only one to know about the hood to hood DVDs. Oh man, man, we could, we can have a conversation about that off camera, but you know what I'm saying? Like, pay attention, man. Don't just don't just uh, don't just watch things from one perspective. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I think that a lot of people don't really understand that concept of you know an entertainer and a person, the, the person who 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 uh, who's behind that title. Or that that uh stage name, right? Like everyone, all the fans of Michael Jackson have one perception of him. And then his friends knew who he was, you know what I'm saying, behind the closed doors. You know what I'm saying? That man had a real deep voice. He liked to, you know what I'm saying? He liked to get down with the booger sugar and all that other shit, right? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's when he was chill and relaxing. And he, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you heard him speak and you saw, like, he wasn't on whatever he'd be on when you see him on camera. Like, he, Sheila, bring me a Hennessy and Coke. Like, he was on that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to watch these cartoons and, and you know what I'm saying, buy another half a million dollar uh, art piece. You know what I'm saying? Because that, mm-hmm. that's how he flexed, you know? But you see dudes buy a bunch of, you know, ice cars and stuff like that and you emulate that because you think that that's your inspiration that's your inspiration for happiness like how often do you see a a a rapper smile if if it's not in front of you know i'm saying like a fat ass or something or they got you know i'm saying a bunch of that fake money for the music videos in their hand you know what i'm saying like when they just chilling they on their social media you know what i'm saying or you catch them off guard that's who they are and that's who you will be if you mm-hmm. put yourself in that position. You know what I'm saying? Money don't buy happiness. It gives you options. You said the key word, and I was just going to say that. Options. Okay. When you're getting this money, people don't usually, they usually don't even hit them till later on. But I know for a fact for myself, I want the money for the options and the freedom it brings. Meaning, I want to wake up tomorrow. I want to call mom and say, hey, ma, you know, because my mom's birthday's tomorrow. Hey, ma, you know what? We're flying you out to Dubai for a month. Get up and go. See, the money brings the option to be want to do that. And then the freedom to do it. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it it you no, know, it ain't about so I can ride down 38th Street in Naptown and, and, and stun on everybody and be a victim. It'd be lunch meat out there because <laughs> you know you out there you out there stunning somebody hurting. 
uh, okay, well, we you ain't gonna be riding up and down the street too much longer. You know what I mean? It's people need to understand. Everybody goes to work for several reasons, whether you're an entertainer, whether you got a job, career, you go there to earn the income and you want the most income you can get so you can live the lifestyle you want to live and have the freedom you want to, want to have. That's it. So for some people, they don't, need, they don't need to be a millionaire. For some people, it's just give me a school 50000 or 100000 and I'll make it work and I'll make it happen. I'm, I'm cool with that. Some people want everything out of life. They want to experience it all. And that's cool for them as well. But understand nothing is free. And understand that the money is not even real. Most people don't even know. They print this money. You know what I mean? If you really know, if you really know how money works, you wouldn't be out here really overdoing it. You wouldn't be killing people to do it, to get it. If you really, if people really understood the money a lot of people don't even understand money well that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> you know but understand that when you get the money why you're doing it you hear that all the time from entrepreneurs and and wealthy men what's your why if you don't know what your why is you just running you just run around every day for nothing it's going to be very hard for you to achieve your goal when you don't even know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And people say money can't buy you happiness. Yeah. It can get you real close to it though. <laughs> <laughs> because when you I, go, when you go from not having to having and having the option, once again, to go wherever I want to go, eat where I want to eat the stuff I ain't never ate before go places. I ain't never been before drive cars. I ain't never even seen before live and, and, and go rent villas and, and mansions and all the things that come with being, with having that type of money for some people. That's, Hey, I'm cool with that. You see what I'm saying? So, it all depends on who you are. Everybody's different. Um, and everybody has a different vice. My thing is, don't sell your soul under any capacity for money. Get it the right way. Get it the best way you can. And uh, don't hurt nobody in the process because the rappers you just spoke about who ain't really happy when that camera go off because they've done things for that dollar and it's eating them up every single day actors singers actresses producers etc entertainment world so many people have done things that they regret for that mighty dollar and the only time they, that's why a lot of them be drunk and high all the time yeah and this is true this is facts it's true anybody's been in the entertainment industry and really in it they know so you don't got to do all that. Basically, maybe like, uh, I didn't mean to be long-winded on that, but let me tell you what you don't got to do. You don't got to go sell your body. You don't got to go kill nobody. You don't got to go sell no dope. You ain't got to go kick in nobody's door to get big money and live the lifestyle you want to live. 
I've been in front of the, I've interviewed some of my favorite celebrities as a kid growing up. And I got there by hard work, working my job, clocking in every day and using their money to fund what I wanted to do. I didn't have to go do nothing to where I had to look over my shoulder to get where I need to get. And you don't got to do it either. Uh, you heard him. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, tell me, tell me how uh, how did your show get started? Uh, I'm assuming your your love for uh, you know what I'm saying music in the industry is what sparked the idea. But you know how did how did it actually uh, get off the ground? Well, you know if I was selling the book right now, I'd tell everybody. No, you'll you find out. You'll go read the book and you find out. <laughs> but no, instead, I got a documentary that tells my story. But um, to answer your question, it was all an accident, man. This all fell in my lap. I was trying to rap. I wanted to rap. That's all I. That's all I knew. I wanted to rap. Um, one day, I was I was at I was at work. I was working at Walmart, doing my thing, and um, somebody, a customer, just kept walking up to me and said, "You just got the voice of radio." Got a voice of radio. You ever thought about doing radio? I said, nah. And in my head, I'm like, I wish you'd get away from me. You know what I mean? Let me get back to work. But you, <laughs> I ain't trying to be no radio personality. And I heard it again. And I just kept hearing that. And I said, wait a minute. I'm at Walmart working. The music ain't moving that fast. Let me see what's up with this. And no, I never looked back. A good friend of mine, she, uh, I called her, and uh, she she put me on this platform called Bilal Talk Radio. And ever since, I think this was 07, man. Got a bad memory. I think this was 07 or 08. <laughs> you know, it was one of, it was one of either it was 07 or 08, but I think it was 07. And um, okay. uh, I never looked back, man. And it turned into something that I go to sleep thinking about. I wake up thinking about. God, I have it. Gotta have I love what I do. I love this right here and being able to talk to people and um and hopefully change a life or two, man. And I have and have fun doing it. That's why my slogan is education through entertainment. We want to entertain you, but we want to educate you in some form of capacity, give you some game, some knowledge. And I think okay. if we do that, we've done our job for the day. Are you a a fan of DL Hughley? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. So you you kind of you kind of uh sound like a uh you know an interviewing version of DL Hughley. Like the way his <laughs> his his satire and I mean he's funny. Don't get me wrong yeah. like oh, yeah. he he has a connection to one of my funny bones, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> when when a brother can educate you like him and and Dave Chappelle Trevor Noah, you know what I'm saying? It hit different. You know what I'm saying? Because not mm. everybody can can put two and two together. Or not everybody uh can pick up on what they putting down. Like they yeah. they all looking for the punchline, but did you <laughs> did you hear everything that led up to it? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's looking for the the bow tie to put it together, but it's all about the journey. What did you mm-hmm. learn on the journey? You know? And not everybody can repeat that. And you know, I, I'm gonna say this again because I don't know people. You know, sometimes people, like you just said, they don't they miss the message. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to miss the message in this interview. Yes, 
I'm in entertainment. Yes, I interview celebrities. It's great. It's fun. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but what I want people to catch and you know, walk away with that, you know, after they've listened to this, watch this, you don't have to risk your life and your freedom to be in this entertainment business. Mm-hmm. A lot of these celebrities that you watch, that you believe were the biggest D-boys ever walked the streets or the, the biggest killers and they didn't kill all these people. It have that, it's, no, it's a lie. It's fabricated. And it's an image. Understand you are in the entertainment business. Your job now, you used to be a cashier, but your job today is you are an entertainer. Your job is to entertain. After that, once you are out of the studio, you left the music video or the, or the modeling uh, photo shoot or the video shoot or the movie set, whatever it is you was doing, you are now back to regular scheduled programming, your regular life. But when that camera is on, when that microphone is on, your job is to entertain, and that's it. Your job ain't to go live some fantasy criminal lifestyle that you always wanted to go because now you got money. You're, you don't have to live a reckless lifestyle for this entertainment business, man, to get in it or to even remain in it. Be yourself. Know who you are. Know why you're doing it and have fun doing it because you can't. But you do not have to go out here and do anything that's going to hurt you or your family to get into this business and and and, and be in this business. You don't so have to do it. I'm living proof you don't got to do it. So if you if you listen to and you know I, and no disrespect to anybody who had to go little, I mean that that's that's your story. I'm giving you mine. You're getting a different story now. The different story is I didn't have to do that. I utilized, I had a good, I had a good support system, great parents, and I worked my job. I took them paychecks. Yes, it's slow waiting for that check to come around every week, but <laughs> I'd utilize that money over time to buy the logo, to buy this hat, put the logo on it, buy my merch, buy the equipment. You know what I mean? Wake up. You know what I mean? Every, you know, I got a whole, I got two cell phones and I only bought these two cell phones. Because of the show. But everything I did, I funded the right way. You don't got to go out here and do that. And I don't want to see nobody do it and thinking that's the way you got to go. Okay. So let me ask you this. What uh, what was your favorite interview so far? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I tell you who gave me my favorite intro. Michael Eric Dyson gave me this brother didn't this brother just met me that day. Okay. And gave me a gave me an intro, gave me a drop that was so cold you'd have thought he knew me for 20 years. Okay. <laughs> he gave me dope. That was probably one of my best interviews. Now, one of my favorite interviews or my favorite interview. Hmm. 
I'm going to say Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay. Reason being, when Bone Thugs, and I don't know how old you are, but I think we, just by conversation, we probably around the same age. Oh, I'm when 36. Bone, okay, I'm 42. Okay. You made me say my age. You got me. <laughs> 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 I wasn't trying to do all that, but you know, it's cool. We can um, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, you know, when I was, when I was a youngin', you know, when Bone Thugs first came out in 1994, man, it came on a video channel called The Box. For you kids who don't understand, you don't know how good you have it. The Box Channel 19B. Yeah. In our, in our city, it was Channel 47, mm-hmm. right? It came on Channel 47. And the videos, I think, were 295 or 299, something like that. And mm-hmm. Bone Thugs and Harmony debuted their hit record, Thuggish Ruggish Bone. And it came on every day, all day long, like it was free. And that was one of my favorite groups growing up. And so when they came into town and we got the approval to, you know, be have media access, I couldn't get out of my fan moment for shit, man. <laughs> I, I was sitting there <laughs> trying to get myself together. And I'm usually pretty good at turning it on and off. But, you know, if you ever go see that interview, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. I couldn't get out of it for it. It took me a minute to get out of it and get, and get down to business. But that was probably my favorite just because, um, just because who they were to me when I was a kid growing up. And it, it is priceless to interview somebody that you grew up watching. You know, I had the same experience with Martin Lawrence when I interviewed Martin Lawrence. And, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even think I, I didn't even do a good job because I was too busy. Like, damn, I'm standing in front of Martin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, he's cool, clean. You know, and so that's the thing I love about this media game, man. I don't know how long you've been in it, brother, but when you get, when you when you are out there and you're in these events and you're running into people that you grow with, that you respect, love, man, that's priceless, man. That's priceless. And they can't take that from you because it's your content. Yeah, you got that right. I, <laughs> I, that's the, the beautiful thing about, you know, the uh the freedom of you know having a podcast or having a show you know having that platform is that you pretty much have free reign to do whatever you want your creativity mm-hmm. is only bounded by your imagination Correct. of course you got to work within limitations of certain restraints in order for people to be receptive of your content you know and Correct. I understand that, you know, me, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm not going to uh, follow the bandwagon and do the clickbait shit. That's just, that's just not my thing, you know? And I would feel funny. I would feel like an outsider in my own skin trying to be like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to be anybody else but me, you know? So mm-hmm. I would hope that someone will get out of their own way if they're doing that to feel, I don't want to say normal, but <laughs> fit, you know what I'm saying? Feel like they belong. You know what I'm saying? Being different is okay. You know, not every, not everyone can accept that. You know, you look at me and you assume, you know, I, I work security or I play football or, 
you know, uh, all I eat is ham, hocks, and green beans or something like, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even eat green beans or ham. I don't eat a lot of black people food. You know what I'm saying? So macaroni, cheese, none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? But you can look I'm at right me behind you. And, and, and you assume otherwise. You know what I'm saying? So be fine with people making assumptions about you mm-hmm. and dare to be different. You know what I'm saying? So not everyone is comfortable enough of not being satisfied by someone's uh, view of them. So let me tell you, you know, um, let me me add to that. That was one of the challenges I had. I'm not with the core ball shit, man. You know, what I learned in this business, if you give people what they want, you, you know, you'll make money. If you give them what you want them to have, you will struggle. If you give them what they want, you make money forever. You get the views, you get the everything you need. You give them what they need and what you want and what you give them what you want them to have. Good luck. You're going to need a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of power, you know, strength to fight through that. And that's what, that's what we had to fight through. We had to fight through that because like I said, you can get the bullshit anywhere. You can't get that substance, that substance anywhere. And people really, you know what I think will happen? Let me tell you what I think will happen. People found a way to find things to entertain them to where they didn't have to face the reality of what's going on on things that affect our lives each and every day. I mean, you know, if I go over here, man, I ain't got to worry about social injustice and politics and <laughs> I ain't got to worry about, you know, gas going up 20%, gas prices going up 20%, food shortages and, you know, the earth is a mess and I don't have to worry about none of that. Every time I go listen to him, it's, he always puts me back in that mindset. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go laugh it off, drink it off, smoke it off, and I'm going to bed. You know what I mean? And it's easy to get caught up in you know what? If I can't beat them, I'm going to join them. I, I tried that. That shit lasts for about a day. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just not it's just not who, man. So salute to you for being you and staying staying true to who you are. Because that is very hard to do in this, in this business, especially in media. When you go on YouTube and you see people who you know shouldn't have. And they hate. It's just the facts. Just we talking about quality. We talking about professionalism. We talking about the things that make you great in this media space. You know, it shouldn't be what it is, but because they went along with what everybody else does, they win. You see what I'm saying? So, for those, for yourself and everybody else. Who's um who's staying true to who they are and doing them? Salute, because it's a lonely road for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh I like to consider myself a glitch in the matrix. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not going to be the grease that keeps the wheel cog. You know, the wheel oil machine of life that everyone's going through. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be uh, 
the squeaky wheel. And hopefully instead of instead of you fixing me, you get me out of there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me roam free and see what else is, you know what I'm saying, available. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody is brave enough to be the first one to uh, walk down a different path, you know? So exactly. I've been preaching we need more individuals instead of more bodies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, think about it. And I'm, I'm just using this as an example. Look at the way MC Hammer used to dress. Like, <laughs> he he went hard. You know what I'm saying? But you <laughs> but couldn't take them, under- Hold on, hold on. He gave them what they wanted. Now, when he gave them what he wanted them to have, what happened? Oh, he, he, he got paid. <laughs> now, hold on now. Okay, so... Um, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. So I don't want. I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me, when when the first part of his career, when he uh-huh. had the, do you think he was giving them what they wanted, or do you think that was a time period he was giving them what they wanted them to have? No, he was giving them what they wanted. Exactly. Yeah. And when he and when he stopped doing that, what happened? And that and that's what and that's what we a lot of us fall into, man. I mean, you know. But yes, go ahead with your point. I just wanted to throw that. I just. That's, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. So I'm having a good time, and I'm having a good time. <laughs> he he dared to be different, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people didn't. I like for a, I say a good twenty year stretch. You 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 see mimics of. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the same person with a little tweak. Like mm-hmm. when, 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 when one person saw something, they would get the same thing, but just in a different color. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So, just like I view the music industry, and I got a question for you after this. Okay. The way I, the way I see it, as a fan of rap, you know what I'm saying? They're MCs. They're rappers and they're entertainers. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can recognize the difference. So, in your opinion, who's an <laughs> MC, who's a rapper, and who's an entertainer? In your opinion, that's easy. That's easy. Eminem is an MC. Okay. As much as much as I love him, I got to put him in this category. Young Jeezy. Is a rapper, mm-hmm. okay, and um, oh God, that last one. Mm. Who's the entertainer? Yeah, man, you could say anybody that came out in the last ten years. That's popular. I would say Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy's an entertainer. Yes, he's an entertainer. Yes. So yes. I mean, and, and because people gotta understand. When I listen to Eminem, I'm not listening to Eminem for the beats. I'm listening to Eminem for that vocabulary, the rhyme scheme, the wordplay. That's why I'm listening to Eminem. When I'm listening to Snowman, I'm listening to him for the music, mm-hmm. for the ad-libs. <laughs> I'm listening for the hooks because I know he's not Eminem, but I'm listening to him for a different reason. When I'm looking at the entertainer, I'm just... there's. 
I'm looking to be entertained. Like Plies is now an entertainer. That's what I should have said. Plies is an entertainer now. <laughs> it took me a always been though? No, at one point Plies was a rapper. He was a rapper with a message. Now okay. he's just an entertainer. I, I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, because, go ahead. You know, when he's when he when he got a song out, I got drip for sale. I got drip <laughs> for sale. I don't remember nothing else in that song because I watched the music video. He's an entertainer now, and that's cool. When I listen to Plies, I don't expect nothing else. I expect him and Gilly the Kid and want to entertain me. Mm-hmm. When I listen to Snowman or when I listen to Ross, I want you to rap to me, dog. Talk to me. Spit that game. But that MC level, them, we call them bar misfits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a different caliber kind of guy. CeeLo Green is an MC, a very underrated MC. Andre 3000 MC. Mm. LL MC. You know, um, of course, your Nas, Biggies, all them guys are MCs, man. Because not, you want to know why? Everybody can't do what an MC does. But everybody can rap. You can get a lot of people to entertain you, but you, everybody can't be a bar misfit. Preach. That's a different. That's a different caliber <laughs> person. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm gonna ask you this last question, and we're gonna wrap it up. Okay. Uh, get, give me your top five rappers. <laughs> I did this on my Instagram, and I and I kind of regretted the the list I came up with because I left I without even thinking. Even though I'm saying Eminem now, I left Eminem off that list, mm-hmm. and he should have been on that list. Top five. That's going to be, it's a hard list because, okay, no or no particular order. Scarface. Mm-hmm. Eminem. E-40. Nas. Pac. And I'm going to tell you why. Them five individuals I just named, you can't find another person to do what they do and do it better. Hmm. You, there's nobody, there's not another white boy out there on the planet Earth that can do what M does and beat him and do it better. There's not another person that can do what E40 does. He's in the class all by himself. There's nobody that can Scarface. Who has come behind Scarface that you could say may sound like face, but he's he actually doing it better than you can't. You can't find another Nas. You can't find another Tupac. And that's my top five. I can like my personal opinion. And don't get me wrong, your top five list is is legit. Pac, for me, mm-hmm. 
I'm more of the fan of the militant poet that he was. He did. He, you know what I'm saying? He made mm-hmm. some good music. He made a lot of music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not saying he couldn't put some shit together. You know what I'm saying? But I don't I, like the way he he put his songs together. You know what I'm saying? Like they all meant something, but they was poems to me. Not everybody mm-hmm. can tell the difference. Like they they know, you know what I'm saying, the outlaws and everything. Oh man, Park was a rapper, Pop was this. No, 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 no. This man was a poet. You had to listen to what he was saying. He was these these was poems that he put a beat to. You know what I'm saying? He was telling a story. A lot of people didn't understand it though. They thought it was just songs. And and and, and you know, a lot of times people gotta understand this Pac. All of Pac music wasn't tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, a lot of it wasn't tight. A lot of people put, I take like this, like Biggie's life after death to me is better overall. I know I'm going to, when you play this, I know people see when they, when they, when they watch this, I'm probably crucified for this, but <laughs> the overall, I liked life after death better. And ready to die? Uh, um, life after death better than I did all eyes on me. Okay. And when you you know, when when that I'm not gonna go into that that alone is gonna get enough comments. <laughs> <laughs> that alone is gonna get enough comments. But I don't put I don't put big over Pac. Mm-hmm. I just think overall it was a better C D, double C D. Okay. And you know Pac one thing that, that made Pac special to me he just had everything, man. He was he was like Jordan. He just had everything. He had the look. He had the voice. You know what I mean? He knew how to say the words. You, you know, he just had that complete package. Honestly, even though I gave you a top five, it's a couple of people that I wish I could have put on that list, and that's DMX and Jadakiss. DMX was the next Pac because he had the charisma, the voice, the look, the everything, especially when it came to acting. You see what I'm saying? So Pac, Pac was just one of them people, man, when he opened his mouth, he made you feel him. He made you believe him, and he made you want to, he made you think. He made you feel that music. Keep your head up. Brenda's got a baby. So many tears. You know, um, those records, man, you, those are timeless records. You could play those 30 years from now. And it's still gonna have to, and it's still gonna be impactful because we're still going through the same thing. Brenda still got a baby. People still need to keep their head up. You know what I mean? So and, and especially during the pandemic, there was so many tears. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? So when you listen to pop, people, you know, people always view pop based on their personal emotional feelings about it. Listen to the music. Even the, even the songs that are bad because the, the, the beat was bad. Still listen to the words. Then you understand. So that's that's my top five. You know, I should, you know, maybe maybe we do top 10 next time or top 20. Like okay. 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say, man, you know, um, Jada, Jada's in my top five, but yeah, we, we, we could talk about that next time, you know. Say <laughs> we could, we could really get into it, but please, yeah, man. that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite topics. We can call me anytime and let me let's do it because that's one of my our hip hop is that, that I can do that in my sleep. We can talk and talk about that in my sleep. So yeah, anytime I'm ready for that. All right, that's a bet. So now that we got the introductions out of the way, we can just go straight into the conversation next time. Yes, sir. Okay, okay, okay. Man, uh, this has been dope. You know, I appreciate you taking the time out to join me today. And I'm glad we got to have this conversation, man. I'm looking forward to having much more in the future. Oh, man, anytime, anytime. And again, I want to thank you for uh, finding me interested enough to want to speak to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I definitely appreciate it because I get, like I said, I get a chance to speak and I hope I gave the viewers, we gave the viewers everything they, um, they needed. Hopefully somebody walks away from this and gains something from it. So that's, like I said, when we speak, I want to get them something and speak with value and substance. Most definitely. Most definitely. Sorry. So, Taj, man, thanks again for joining me today. Um, please let the people know where they can find you at. And if it's anything you want them to check out in particular, you know what I'm saying? Let them know where they can uh, find that as well. Um, you can check me out. I'm on the gram all day long. Man, so I'm a <laughs> grammar. So you can check me out on the gram at Taj Longino Show. T-A-J-L-O-N-G-I-N-O. Taj Longino Show. Um, you can either type that in as well in your browser, TajLongenoShow.com. You can also go get some merch, WakeUpGodDammit.com. That's G-O-T, not G-O-D. All right? <laughs> and all that link and all that stuff is in the uh, IG bio. And when you go to the gram, do me a favor. If you want to know more, if you still got questions, still want to know, scroll to the bottom. I even might post it tonight. Um check out the documentary man it's only six minutes i know attention span is short these days it's only like six minutes to 47 seconds but it's dope and it's my story and um leave a comment let me know what you think that'll work that'll work ladies and gentlemen i am your host the land of a legend aka big t and this has been another installment of i can't make this up podcast that's i can't with a k make this up podcast you can find me everywhere podcasts are available. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So please do me a favor and follow my guest, Mr. Taj Longino, and check out all his content and some of his previous interviews. Uh, the brother has more than just a head on his shoulders. He's not just going to talk to you about some airhead shit. He's going to give you some game at the same time, entertain you, you know what I'm saying, with a little panage. He got that uh, he got that zero voice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and if you're familiar with any Texas rappers, that's who he reminds me of. He got, he got the zero voice. You know, that's the <laughs> second time I done heard that. That's wild. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, yeah, please do me a favor. Make sure, uh, you know what I'm saying, you uh, leave a comment. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what you think about the show. Follow my guests. And, you know, if it's any part of the show you didn't like, you know what I'm saying, let me know why you didn't like it down in the comments, and then I'll block you. But until next time, <laughs> peace. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. I 
can't make this up. Being the wing man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick. I can't make this up. Gave this cool old man to ride home. Now I'm harboring the fugitive. I can't make this up. Pin between the fat chick and the speaker. Now my shirt smell like her backside. I can't make this up. It's all bad cause my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries. Bad. And I'ma let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out. <laughs>